0: in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. There are a lot of great podcasts out there. And one of the things that I've been doing is recommending a podcast at the end of each episode. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end because I guarantee you the podcast I recommend You're going to love. What would you do if you didn't have a voice? Imagine if you can, being in elementary school and you just stopped talking. You didn't speak whatsoever until you became an adult. Just imagine that for a minute. And then being bullied in middle school and high school. And now, as you're an adult, you have your own podcast and you're speaking about it. You're speaking up, you're going out and you're doing public speaking at all these different events. Well, my guest on this episode, that's what happened to her. And you're gonna love her story. Enjoy the conversation. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on, guys. Oh man, you already <laughs> said it I was going to ask her She remembered the date. <laughs> like to welcome everybody I am sitting here today With a very young lady And she's a podcaster uh, I want to say motivator. I mean, just speaking to her Before I even started recording is just I can feel motivation coming off you right away, and I love that. So we have Miss V, the storyteller, on, and her story is actually very interesting. Mm. And you know what, Let's First of all, welcome.
1: Thank you. You know,
0: I I love doing this where you can see each other. Yeah. Yeah, I don't record the video because I only have a face for audio, but... It's great to see, you know to see somebody when you're talking. I'm to the them. same
1: way. I I prefer to do it that way because you get a better you know you you can sense each other. You feel each other. Yes. You look at expressions and and as a storyteller, that's how I feed off of that. You know, as a performer, right. I can feed off of that. And when it's just audio, it's like I don't know you. You could be dry toast. You know, nobody exactly. You could be just sitting there looking monotone. And I, if I (laughs) feel if I can see you, then I can like do something to get you, you know, height, loosen up, right? Because some people, some people are stiffs. Dry toast.
0: Yeah, when you when you go to talk to them, it's just like if you just little movements can Mm -hmm. make them feel more at ease.
1: Yeah, or smile. you know, oh. or crossing your eyes just to make them laugh so, you know, at least your <laughs> listeners can hear them laugh, you know, cross your, lick your tongue at them, or just do something you know, seriously to get them, because I had I had a guest on my show who was literally dry toast, and I was like, I cannot air this. I'm going to have to help her. Yeah. And I just did what I, I, my comedic side came out of me, and I literally had this chick laughing. And it got wow. so much better after that.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. We, I had one guy, a young guy, and he was just – it was hard to get him to open up. And I don't know if it's because he was nervous because I had two co-hosts with me, both women. So I don't know if he was nervous being around them or what. But the funny thing is when we were finished and the two women left, oh, my God. It was like somebody hit the on switch on him and he just kept talking. Oh, wow. And, of course, I had already finished
1: recording.
0: You know, you but I mean, this, We did, did this on. in person. You
1: should yeah, hold that yeah. thought and re-go back in and restart Yeah, the
0: Let's go back so I can set everything <laughs> back up and do it all over again. But, yeah, it's it's funny because some – yet I've had other people on. They were ner- really nervous about coming on. And then getting into it, they just opened up and they loved it and they want to keep coming back.
1: Oh, wow. You know, so.
0: Oh, podcast, it's funny. It is. It's weird.
1: It is. I, it's I've not like radio. Lot, I've learned a lot through it. You know, I really
0: yeah. do. I, I've learned a lot. And I've learned a lot from all my guests. Yeah, that's just what like, I mean.
1: I learned yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, just like I know I'm <laughs> going to learn and, a lot from good.
1: you. Good and bad. I've learned a lot. <laughs> good and bad.
0: Yeah, I had somebody, we just did a big roundtable discussion. And we were talking about PTSD, and somebody mentioned psychedelics. Have you ever heard that term? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, I never heard that term. Well, except for back in the seventies.
1: What well, I'm assuming is psychedelic is referring to different colors or clothing. I might oh look, no! No, don't let me embarrass myself. Let me be. No tired. drugs, like talk. LS talking about like LSD and all. Oh no no no! I, I I'm thinking psychedelic. Like that was a term that I heard older people say when something was multicolored. Yes,
0: yeah, that's the way I remember it.
1: Okay, so but I was no. Like,
0: apparently, apparently, it's they're talking about like drugs, like LSD and everything. Oh, okay. It's like what? All right, Miss V, you know how definitions have changed yes. throughout the years. They've <laughs> so elevated. Yeah, so, all right, let's get into you. Okay. All right, because let's just start right from the beginning. You lost your voice at six years old, right?
1: I did. Believe it or not, y'all, I did. Well, how in the world did that happen? So when I, at the age of six, I made a decision to stop talking because there was a lot of family dynamics going on in my home. And my way of protecting myself, not that I was beat or anything. It wasn't that. It was just um, my dad was a yeller. He liked to yell. He didn't really talk. And he got it, honestly, from his father, who was a yeller. And I guess I came into the world a very sensitive child. And so I'm number three out of four. And I just it just I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. So as a six-year-old, I made the decision to stop talking. And that wow. was my way of not getting in trouble and to protect myself. So if I didn't talk, I wouldn't get in trouble. And that decision was not the best, but I was six. And it went on until I was 23. How
0: in the world? Yes.
1: And when I say when I say not talking, what I mean is this. If my parents asked me a question, I would answer it. But other than that, I would be quiet in school, quiet. If the teacher asked really me, I'm telling the truth, if it, because at home, it started to work. I wasn't getting into trouble. I was just quiet. Right. You know, I, I reverted, you know, I was just quiet. You know, I didn't get it. I was a loner introvert and my parents, I don't know if they knew how to handle a child like that because my siblings, they were not. Um, but it worked. And so at a six years old, you know, you over time, you see something working, you like, oh, my God, I didn't get in trouble. In school, I didn't get in trouble. I mean, I'm the quiet. The only time that anything happened was they sent a note telling my mom, I need you to get your daughter to open up and talk, you know, but that's not a right. bad thing for the most part, because I did my work. You know, but if she, if my teacher asked me a question, <laughs> you gonna had to pry these lips open. I'm not saying a word. I'm not gonna be embarrassed. I'm not. No, I'm not saying anything. But that that progressed going through school, and then the bullying started, and oh. the being yeah, all of that stuff because bullies and not so nice people, they kind of like target shy people like me. Right? White, they target. And they get off because it makes them feel good if they can make me feel bad. I'm fluffy. I came in the world fluffy. I don't use fat because it's mean. So I say fluffy because it's a happy word.
0: Gabriel Iglesias is one of your favorite comedians, <laughs> he, isn't he?
1: I love him. He's yes, fluffy. Yes, I yeah. do too. I love, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I used to. <laughs> like. I like on that. Though. Yeah, I like. I used to watch a show on Netflix. But um, yeah, and you know, they would target me. They would joke me. They would talk about me. And it got to the point where I had no self-esteem. I lost my self-esteem because I felt like now I don't, what I have to say is not important. Nobody's going to listen to me. So why even open my mouth? And that went on through middle school. And let me tell you, middle school was hell because them little people in middle school, those kids are terrorists. They are some mean children in middle school. Middle school was horrible. I think middle school is the hardest for everybody. It is. Those kids are mean. I mean, pushing you in the hallway, just, it was hard, but thank God I had some teachers and I know it was God. He put certain teachers in my path to protect me and to help me make it through days. And when I was in high school, that's where I got physically bullied. And I thought the boy was going to kill me. I thought he was going to take a sister out. Yeah. he. Whoa, was whoa, 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 wait him. a minute. A boy was bullying Oh, you? yes. I mean, this. Went, oh, yes. And that's one of my stories on my podcast because all my stories is about my life going through not speaking. Every story is true. And it's a story about me losing my voice. There's a story about, you know, my dad having my hearing checked to make sure that you know nothing was wrong with my ears and nothing right. wrong my so I lied I act like I couldn't hear nothing at that doctor's appointment to keep watching wow. cuz my dad was going to light me up. He told me if I went to the doctor and nothing was wrong with my ears, he was going to beat my ass. Wow. And I saved it that night <laughs> because I didn't hear a thing. And then, you know, the bullying situation with that was one of the times that I actually spoke up. Somebody took over my body and made my mouth move in class. Right. And I pissed off a uh, <laughs> a boy in my class who was joking me. And, and I'll tell a little bit of the story. You know, if you want to listen to it, go to the park oh, yeah. But anyway, I'll tell you a little bit of the story because I'm a storyteller. And as y'all can see, I got my voice back because I ain't, I haven't start, stopped talking yet. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so what happened we were in class, and my doc, my teacher would always leave class and go because he said it was too hot in the in the room. So he would go, he would give us our assignments, leave, and then he would come back before the bell rang. So the teacher would, oh yeah, Mr. Singleton, I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. He gone now, y'all. He gone on <laughs> where well, he is. He's gone now, because he was old when I was in school, so he's gone. But anyway. <laughs> So he he would leave and I would do my work. I had my head down, and I would do my work. So in class, you know, I was really, nobody really paid me any attention. So what happened this particular day, if something was funny in class, I did laugh. But my mm. head would be down and you would not see me laughing. But this particular day, you know, the joke turned on me. He decided that he was going to start joking me. And the class didn't know how to take it because I didn't talk. So it, I was never an issue in class. I was always the quiet one, the one that did her work. So when it turned to me and he started joking me about my weight and he was saying all kinds of stuff and somebody took over my body because it wasn't me. And I turned around and I looked up in his face and I told him, I see, you know what? I might be fat but I can lose weight. But ugly, you cannot lose that. Yes, I oh. can. Like I said, somebody took over my body. He was hot. When I tell you he was hot, he turned like four shades red. And that was hard because he's dark-complected. And he was hot with me. And the class just bust out laughing. And I don't know if it was because they were shocked that I said something or because the joke was good. Uh, yeah. It was LB. I got...
0: wow
1: yeah and he got so mad mr singleton came back in the class everybody went back acting like they was working at that point my hands started shaking i was a nervous wreck because i was scared i had never spoken up for myself for the most part so and the way he looked i was scared and i waited when the bell rung i waited as long as i could before i left and it was the end of the day and so when the last bell rung, the bell that said, if you don't get on the bus, you're going to walk home. When that bell rung, that's the warning bell. I had no choice but to walk in the hallway. Walking in the hallway, that boy jumped out from nowhere, and he rammed me into the locker. And he was like, oh, you think you funny? I'll show you what funny is. And he just kept pushing me into the locker. And finally, it got to the point where that bell rung. And both of us, he rode the bus like I did. We didn't ride the same bus, so we had right. to go in order to get home. And I got home the first, and I cried. I was so scared. And it went on a couple of days. You know, he, he just kept doing it to me. And I came home and my mom noticed a change because I would come in the house and she could see that I had been crying. And I just lied and told her nothing was wrong until basically she said, come here. You better tell me what's going on. Because if you don't tell me what's going on, I'm going to find out.
0: Don't lie yeah. to me,
1: you know, because she was over it. And I finally told her. She picked up the phone. She called the school. She threatened the principal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, my mama don't play. When it, my mother didn't play when it came to her kids. Now, you can mess with her, but you're not going to mess with her children. Right. She told him, if if he put his hands on my child one more time, I'm coming to the school, and I'm going to put my hands on somebody. And it might be you. <laughs>
0: that was my mother. I love it.
1: <laughs> I got to honestly. I love it. So... Next day I came to school, I said bye to everybody. I thought I was gonna die because I figured he was he's gonna find out and he was gonna kill me. I told everybody bye. I told my favorite teacher, I love you. You were such a great teacher. Oh, I'm not gonna see you no more. They thought I was moving. I told my friends, y'all been so the the two friends I had, you've been such a great friend, you know. (laughs) I went in the classroom, and I'm telling you, it might have been my imagination, but I thought this dude was like. I thought he was a red stop sign. He was so mad, and it could have been, like I said, could have been my imagination. I sat down, but this day, Mr. Singleton did not leave the classroom. Everybody was shocked. We were all looking around, like, "What? What? What's going on?" And he gave us an assignment. He sat down and he started reading his papers. What's going on? The bell rung and we were leaving. And I waited again because I felt like, you know, I'm I'm about to die. my am prolong right. as long as I can. You know, I want to stay breathing a little bit longer. So I waited as long as I could. And I walked into in the hallway and I didn't see him, the, the bully. I didn't see him. Halfway down the hall, that dude jumped out, and he was in the midst of taking me out. And Mr. Singleton came in like Superman and grabbed him—literally <laughs> grabbed him off of me. I didn't see or hear him, and he pulled him off of me. And that was almost the last time I saw that bully.
0: All right, wait, because hearing that story and the the first thing when you said that he grabbed you and slammed you into the locker the first time. My blood started boiling because I'm thinking, all right, where are were there any other boys around?
1: It was the end of the day, so everybody oh, so was, there was. No... It was the end of the day. Everybody was getting on the bus. It was the last. But minute. other
0: people knew about it afterwards, right? No. Oh, they did. No, he okay. was
1: smart enough. You know, because remember, uh, I was telling you, I waited last to leave. That's right. Okay. Everybody was going to their, you know, getting their lockers, getting their stuff, getting on the bus because I was scared. So that's my in my mind. I'm waiting okay. for them to go, and then I'm right. just gonna bolt to the bus. To I bet them. that boy
0: had to change his pants after Mr. Singleton grabbed him.
1: I don't know, and I don't care. I didn't see him much more after that. But uh, well, say, the- but I got to tell you this about this. I, I listen. A few years ago, my school started doing reunions, but it's not, right. it wasn't a high school reunion per se. It was basically anybody who attended the school during a certain time limit, our school and the adjacent school. And so they just start getting together and hanging out yeah. Well he went and he was asking my cousin who he didn't know was my cousin about me. He wanted to, he wanted to talk to me as in dating or whatever, the boy cuckoo for cocoa? Yeah. Crazy. What? So, listen. so she called me and she was like, this guy had been asking about you. He asked about you, um, the other night and he wanted to know if it's okay. If I give him your information, I told my cousin, I said, Jackie, I said, that was the bully. The one that was beating me up, rammed me into lockers. That's him. She was right. like, what? I did not know that. And I, I was like, is he crazy? What, or, or was he trying to reach me so he can apologize?
0: That's all i think, Yeah. No. Ask for forgiveness.
1: No. Cause he would have told her.
0: Well, that's don't true. do try to help a
1: bully out. Leave yeah. a bully where he is. He needs, he needs to figure yeah. I don't think that's what it was because he would have told her. He would have said, you know, when I was in school, I wasn't nice to her and I really want to connect with her. So can I, I can apologize to her because I know I really hurt her physically right. and mentally. He didn't say that.
0: Wow. So did he go to the same high school as you as well? Yeah,
1: he was in the, that's where we were in high school when it happened.
0: Oh, in high school when it happened, not middle. OK, it was
1: high school. Yeah. Wow. Middle school, you know, it was just the talking, pushing me in the hallway, you know, like walking past me and bumping me or I didn't really call it bullying. Bullying to me is when somebody physically puts their hands on you or when they threaten right. you. Because all the the other things to me is just joking, you know, because yeah. kids, I mean, they joke you, you know, if your hair is short, you too dark, you too white, you too short, you too fat, you know, that's just, you know, kids are being kids. But bullying is when you're getting threatened and pushed in the lockers.
0: How did that affect your, because I'm sure you were already doing good for in your schoolwork, right?
1: Yeah, I mean. For me, it didn't affect my schoolwork to the for the most part. One of the reasons is when I got in high school, my dad made an agreement with all his children that if you go through high school, you don't fail and you do well, you get a car. Okay. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. So it was my turn to get a car. I needed my grades to be good. Yeah, I'm being bullied or whatever, but I needed a car. So my grades didn't, you know, I needed to graduate. So, you know, it was an incentive.
0: Right. And yeah. I something to focus heart. on.
1: Yeah. Something to focus on. Yeah.
0: Wow. I, Jeez. Uh,
1: but I got over it, you know, it took some, yeah. time. It, it did a lot of damage and I, and I will not lie. It did a lot of damage. It had uh, to be when, hard on your
0: mental health as well. Well,
1: yeah, it was, I was afraid of people, you know, I became afraid afraid of people, especially men. Right. Um. You know, I, I would, If I'm walking down the hall or if I'm walking in the mall and there's a group of men talking together, I would go all the way around so I wouldn't have to pass them out of fear of being joked, out of fear, you know, just fear. And um, don't get me wrong. There was some men I let in my life because I dated don't get that wrong because I'm a right. woman <laughs> and I love these, a, a man, you know, so, but I dated, <laughs> but it was one of those situations where my dating would be someone maybe from my church or someone introduced me to someone. Right. It was never a stranger. It was somebody who I connected with through someone else or through my church. So that's the type of people that I was dating. But um, yeah, it, it did. It it really got bad until I became a Christian is when I got my voice back. And I was just tired. I had been hurt so much and I had gone through so much that I was like, I, I don't believe I was put on earth to live like this. No one should live in fear constantly. Exactly. No one should be bullied. No one should hold their head down and not speak out of fear of, you know, being hurt or talked across and and all that and i became a christian and and i prayed one night and i was like listen lord i need my voice back i need to start speaking up for myself i am Mm -hmm. tired of people mistreating me now i prayed and god honored my prayer but i got my voice back in a not good way it wasn't good at all
0: well okay i gotta hear this now you
1: have to hear this Because of all of the hurt and pain and being mistreated by people, that's all I knew. So I became those people. Basically, I was going to get you before you got me. You are not going to mistreat me. Oh, who are you talking to? I became like a gangster. You know, I didn't physically put my hands on people, but my mouth was a weapon. I would cut somebody out if you came at me to because of all those years of being hurt. My heart only knew hurt. It only knew how to retaliate. It only yeah. knew how to mistreat people because that will, that is what was done to me. So i that's what I became. And I remember it just like it was yesterday. I was at a game. It was a college game. I was at a game. And I believe that God just quieted the whole stadium down so that I could hear myself. And I literally heard the way that I was speaking to someone. And that is when I realized that I had turned into the bully. I had turned into the mean people. I was Mm -hmm. now them. And I was so hurt. I couldn't believe how my mouth was so nasty. And I got in the car and I cried all the way home because I was so hurt. I was like, oh my God, Now now I'm doing to other people what other people did to me and i don't like this and i got on my knees again and i'm like listen lord i need you to give me a happy medium i need you to help me not to be mean and nasty but i don't want to go back to that girl who didn't talk i need to use my mouth i need to speak Mm -hmm. up for myself so i need you to help me get some kind of medium so that I can survive. Now, I'm not 100%. I don't even know if I'm medium because you catch me on the wrong day. You're looking at me. You can tell that I can be a spitfire you know, <laughs> when I need to be. So every day, I intentionally try not to be the quiet one or I call her the cusser outer. I right. try not to be one of them. You know, I try to you know, be in that medium. I don't want to be the cusser outer and I definitely don't want to be the non-talker.
0: Wow. So, all right, that's, that's actually, that's amazing. When you, you mentioned earlier that your father was a yeller and his father was a yeller. Did both of them or either one of them serve in the military? No. No? No. Because usually that's, I mean, when you hear that your father was a yeller, it's usually because he served in the military.
1: No. Wow. No you have to understand something my grandfather grew up in an era where where um people of color were not treated so well my great my grandfather worked on the railroad and he cleaned the cars and i can only imagine the things that he went through how he was treated and so like i turned into an angry person because i'm constantly being mistreated i'm sure maybe something like that happened to him i can't say that because my grandfather was always nice to us me and my siblings Mm -hmm. and one of the main reasons is because we were a we we could only call him granddaddy all his all his other grandkids call him big dad i mean call him um that's my other grandfather i love him they all they call him big apple and my big mother, apple big apple it was a dance back okay. in his day it's some kind of dance back in his day and he was great at it so he got the nickname big apple and they would call him that but we call him granddaddy and he absolutely loved it so every time he saw one of us he loved on us he would give us money but he was a yeller he fussed he yelled you know and i guess in their era that's how they communicated because he wasn't the only one that i heard stories of you know men being yellers that's you know whatever and i guess my dad picked it up from him you know but that's just the way he talked but i was a sensitive child and you know I, i just can't handle it
0: so after you listened to yourself and realized that was not the person you wanted to be yeah and everything changed i mean granted yeah some of us Well, I don't want to say some of us, all of us, we do have that moment where we just fire back. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got that trigger. Um, But when you started, you came out and you started talking. Mm -hmm. How long before you started telling your story?
1: You mean, oh, when I, okay with the storytelling yeah okay okay that's what you because need. i mean now you're
0: going i mean you're going around you're
1: speaking right right well I, this is this is another part i'm telling you this is a great story you all you all need to listen to this podcast <laughs> it's, it's full of these stories so what happened with me um you know i had to go to a period of time where i had to do a lot of hard work and i call it hard work because my heart was damaged Mm-hmm. And I had to do a lot of repair and I had to forgive people. I had to go back and forgive people. I had to forgive myself. I had to learn. how. I had to find my voice, meaning this learning how to communicate with people, learning how to talk to people, but not be the little girl who didn't talk, you know, mm-hmm. being um, letting somebody intimidate me, you know, but not also being the aggressive cusser router. So yeah. I, would ha- I had to learn how to communicate and get my point across without being mean, without being nasty. And I found I found two things that helped me, sarcasm and humor. And that is my go-to. Because I can wow. be sarcastic to a point where you get home, you'll think, did she just lay me out? <laughs> I think she just laid me out, but I'm not quite sure because I was laughing. I have that gift now. Okay. <laughs> I do, and I'll give you a short story, a real short story. I had to go to I um, I won't call it a board meeting, but it was a meeting with some higher ups and, and they needed me and because um, I do freelance work on the side. And I was standing, you know, waiting for my turn to go in and some of that doubt and some of those negative feelings came inside of me. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going in here with these people. And, you know, I'm doing negative. And then I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no. You belong in the room, you belong there because right. they need you. So, you go in that room and you present and you show them what they need and you show them why they hired you. You go in there and you be yourself, you be awesome. And I did my self talk. I bust in the room and everybody was looking glum. And what I did, I bust out in a joke. I was like, What is wrong with y'all? Y'all all all looking all tight and everything. Y'all act like I'm the president coming in here or I'm the tax person. Y'all relax. And that is how we started the meeting. We started the meeting with a joke and I sat down and everybody started relaxing. You know, you can see the chair swirling and everybody, you know, whatever happened before I came in, I just shut it down. I'm like, listen, I don't know what happened before I got here. All I know is I'm here and y'all not going to take it out on me. This was going in my head. So we're going to do- redirect this whole meeting. And that's what I did. I shared my part. And by the time I left, everybody was laughing laughing. And I walked out
0: and I found that work for me. Let's take a little break here. So I can tell you about something that, um, well, if it wasn't for me starting this, I wouldn't be here doing the podcast. And that's com. I started com back in 2012. And it's a good, positive news website. Nothing negative on it whatsoever. That's all it is. Good news positive news. I also feature different businesses on there, artists, authors, a little bit of everything. It's all about Harford County. Harford County Maryland has so many great things to offer. If you're out of state, out of the country, you come here, I guarantee you, wherever you go, you're going to love it. And if you live here in Harford County, if you haven't been out to see everything, what are you waiting for? You need to get out there. Again, go to harfordcountyliving.com. Check out all the good news. And if you own a business, if you would like to be a sponsor, contact me because the sponsors of com also give some added benefits. They are also the sponsors of this podcast, Conversations with Rich Bennett, amongst some other things. I always throw surprises in for my sponsors. So again, go to harfordcountyliving.com. Dot com.
1: So what what kind of freelance work do you do? I do um, bookkeeping and, um, you know, office management and things like that, because when I was in the school system, I taught school for a while. But then I start doing bookkeeping and stuff like that. So I just keep books and stuff. You know, when they need a financial report or something like that, I present it and let them know where they are, because that's your business. If you're not doing anything right, that's on you. I'm going to show you what you did wrong, what they might catch you on. And you need to fix it. (laughs) How long were you teaching school? I taught school um, shortly after I got my voice back. I started working with kids, and kids will bring you so much joy. Oh, yeah. Kids will bring you so much joy. They really helped me. They did. They helped me in dealing with their crazy parents because I had to learn how to (laughs) talk to parents. You know, I, I, I couldn't cuss out a parent. Right, and I had to talk to a parent, so that helped me to get my voice back. Communicating with parents, even the crazy ones, you know, the not so nice parents, I had to learn how to talk to them in a way that I wouldn't get fired. You know, your child is bad. I can't come out and say that. You know, your, your child needs a little. Bit Sometimes
0: you want to, but you can't.
1: <laughs> your child needs discipline. You need to take him home and light him up. Right <laughs> now, are you still teaching? No. no. So how long? Because the parents, them, them things, parents are crazy as junior high school. Oh, I know. Parents, I mean, they think they're puka dudes. Well, some of the students too now. They get it from where? They parents. Their parents exactly. Their mama pushed them out. Daddy provided the seed, so they got both of those two things. You know. And they got it from and I'm not saying that uh, I know that there are some children that are challenging. I know that there are some kids they have, you know, issues, you know, mm-hmm. that they need, you know, ADD and ADHD and all that. And I get all of that. But there are some things that, you know, is from the home. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't. Yeah. He, he, he can't do his homework. I don't understand. He a first grader. He don't have that much homework. You can't do it in the car. He's not turning in any assignments. I don't understand Mm. that. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's certain things. So I had to learn how to talk to parents, you know, administration. I had to, and and it really did help me. And then when I decided, because parents were the one that pushed, that drove me away from education. Right. I I just couldn't deal with the parents anymore because it seemed like the more years that I were, it seemed like the parents were getting younger and younger having children and they weren't fully adults yet. And now they're raising children. And, you know, it got to the point I was in the private sector, which was great, because when you pay for your child to come to school, you don't put up with a whole lot. Right. Because you're paying. But when you switch over to the private to the uh, public sector, public sector, woo, big, difference. Oh, big difference, you know, a parent calling me because her daughter got sand in her hair. Are you kidding me? She dumb as a box of rocks and you calling me about some sand? She needs to sit down and learn how to read. And you talking about saying that somebody threw outside doing play. You know, I'm just saying those things yeah. happen. You're focusing on the wrong thing because now you have to take time to wash her hair. Okay, well, while you're washing her hair, let's go over her sight words. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think
0: I think today, I think a lot of parents get confused because they think teachers are babysitters and they're not. You're right. Okay, teachers are there to educate your kids, mm-hmm. not to babysit them. Let the, let the teachers educate. Yeah. and Which is one of the things that irks me. When I hear a kid say, oh, well, my teacher doesn't know how to teach it. They don't know what they're talking about. Really? And you're experienced in this? How? I, 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 oh, yeah, I get so frustrated. I think, in all honesty, educators today don't get – well actually not even today throughout the years don't get the respect they that don't. they deserve and it's it's sad it's very sad
1: It it is but I was blessed I, I'll be honest in the public and in, in the private school I was really blessed I had some yeah. awesome parents I had some amazing parents who had my back Um, Even now to this day, we're still friends. As a matter of fact, the very first guest that I had on my show, he was one of my parents. And I wanted him on the show. And he did an outstanding job being up there. But I wanted him because they supported me so, I mean, they were so nice. And I'm not saying that all parents are bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being mean. And I I don't want to tear down all the parents. But parents sometimes make it very difficult for the student and, and let's look at it this way I have 25 students in my class now if all the parents have a mom and a dad that's 25 that's 75 people I got to deal with yeah. mom dad and the child I'm one wow. person I'm one if you think about it I'm one person let's wow. just take off let's say about a single parent so that means I have 50, 50. plus yeah. I have to deal and, I, and if I have more than one class, let's think about the different students in the class. Okay, nope. let's add on administration, the school board, all those other elements that you have mm-hmm. to deal with and you're one person and you're trying to juggle it all and you're doing your best and you show up every day and you're trying to teach the children. But then you have these kids that don't want to be taught. They don't want to be there. So they mess it up for everybody else because now I have to Disrupted take time out of my teaching to deal with you. Yeah. You know, and I don't have support. You know, mom, okay, well, you deal with them. Like you said, you know, a babysitting service. So, yeah, it, it is very difficult, you know, and if you're a parent out there, you need to love on your teacher. Your your child's teacher, you need to love on them. You need 110%. to send them a bouquet of flowers and saying thank you for dealing with my child because I know what my child is yeah. on a regular. So he'll take these flowers. What you need for supply school? <laughs> you know, school's opening. What you need? You know, you need to support them and help make you be the parent to help make teaching easy for a teacher. You decide to be the parent. Yeah, that's going to help. You know, they don't get paid what they need. They work overtime. They buy their own supplies. They work at home. They work on the weekends trying to get things done. Be Decide this year, 2022, 2023, I'm going to be the parent that's going to support and be there for my child's teachers.
0: It's something I want to tell you that I'm sure you, well, being in the private sector, you may have heard it, but something that teachers don't hear enough, if they even hear it, is I want to say thank you. You know, for educating the kids because it's, to me like I said before, t- teachers are like, I want to say like first responders. They don't it's hear hard. thank you enough. It's true. And people don't realize the stuff that they're going through. I, th- I think teaching has got to be probably one of the most stressful jobs out there
1: it is and then up top of everything that i just shared with you they have their own personal life some of them have their own family they have children who they have to deal with their children's teachers Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they you have to come out of your world you know, and open up to seeing other people in their world. It can't always be about you and your child. You have to be considerate of the fact that you your child's in a public school. And oftentimes, sometimes, you know, the class is overpopulated. You don't know what happened. It's so many things. So what you need to do is you need to like, okay, let me see what I can do to help make it better. Because I'm telling you, all the parents that who I had had my back, their kids, all I had was my phone. I'm going to call your dad. I'm going to call your mom. I'm not going to put up with this today. He'll take my cell phone, go in the hallway and talk to your daddy. You know, (laughs) and I will call the parent on the phone. Um, So-and-so is acting up. I need you to talk to him. I don't have time to go here today. And the parent had my back, put him on the phone. He'll take this phone, go in the hallway. Your daddy want to talk to you. I did not play. Yeah, and that's what I did. You know, I would take call call them, and if we had more of that to deal with discipline problems, oh my God, how much teaching could we have done if we just had taken that five minute versus 25 minutes versus
0: twenty five minutes? Yeah, just
1: said here, talk to your dad. And God, I could
0: talk to you for hours on this.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, let's jump forward. Um, you. Okay. To- To your show. First of all, tell everybody the name of your show. And actually, did
1: you get a website yet? Oh, yes. It's up. I meant to. Okay, good. All right. So go
0: ahead. push your website. That was a
1: hot mess, too. But anyway, Uh (laughs) (laughs) well, I didn't really answer your question. I want to go back and answer your question so everybody can understand how it came to its, you know,
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So what happened was God told me he wanted me to start a podcast. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a God girl. So, you know, I pray and I, you know, spend a lot of time with the Lord and as everybody should. yeah. And I was like, you want me to do what? And he said, I want you to start sharing your stories. I want you to be a storyteller. And I said, you want who to be? What you want me to do? What? (laughs) You talking to me, somebody who didn't talk and didn't cuss the outer thing? Are you kidding me? You know, that's how I was like, are you kidding me, dude? And God was like, yes, I want you to be a storyteller. And the only stories that I want you to really share is your personal stories. Because of everything that you've gone through, you are going to be able to help people to get their voices back and mm-hmm. to be able to speak up for themselves. And and I found out that people not only lose their voice through making a decision as a six year old, but women, we lose our voice in our marriage because we don't want to deal with right. all the stuff. So when our husband says something, we don't want to argue with him anymore. We just let it go. and We just lose our voices. We lose our voices in the, and on the job because we don't want to make any waves. So we allow people to do and mistreat us because we don't want to make waves. No, you should never lose your voice. And that's what God was like. See, This is what I'm talking, you know, God is showing me because of everything that I'm saying. He was like, you can help so many people by sharing your story, by sharing how you came through. And I was like, okay. So I start writing all these stories. I wrote about losing my voice. I remember writing one of my first stories was, um, um, my memory. It, it, It was a memory. Um, it was one about the memory. That was a really good story. And I just start writing all these stories. And then I start writing books. And I have books, you know, I haven't published them yet because I believe in timing. Everything is a timing in the season. So I have books and I start doing all these writing. So once I had all these things together and God was like, now I want you to put them on a podcast. And again, I'm like, you want me to do what? You want me to put, do, are you kidding me? That you that, Now, I don't have a problem <laughs> doing this. You write them. I'm in the privacy of my own home. You know, all I have is my keyboard. I can do this. No problem but you want me to do what with what? Are you serious? I was obedient. I'm like, all right, Lord, this is on you. You know who you chose. You know me. (laughs) So (laughs) I started the the podcast. So what did I do? I started sharing. I did episodes and I did like a hundred and some episodes of all stories of me just sharing personal stories of things. And what happened was people were, like, connecting with those stories. And, you know, they were like, I love that story you told about whatever. And I'm like, really? And they was like, yeah, because that happened to me. Yeah. You know, and at the end of each story, I share my thoughts. And then I ask you questions to make you think, you know, how, like, some of them was like, how would you have handled that? Like the bully story that I showed. Right. One of the bully stories, you know, I asked you, have you ever had a bully? How did you handle that? You know, and so, and then about... Four months ago, God is like, okay, now I want you to have guests on the show. I'm like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You are just pushing me, Lord. You <laughs> are just pushing me. So, like, you would be like, what? And I, was I like, hear
0: their stories. Okay.
1: So, now what happens is I have people to come on my show. They select one of my stories that I've shared. A story that resonates with them because it's so oh. many stories. Yeah, it's so many stories. So, let's say hypothetically, you had been a bully and you listened to my story and you found yourself in my story, then you would select that story. On my podcast, you and I would talk a little bit about that story, but then I would ask you, do you have a story that's similar? And then you would share your bullying story. So what's happening now is the listeners are hearing my bully story they're hearing your bully story and they're going to find themselves in one of those places. If right. they have a child who's been bullied, they're going to listen to us talk about it and how we overcame it, how we got through it. And this really happened one time there, I, there was a parent. I mean, um, a potential guest that was coming on. And I told her about the bully story. She said, oh, my daughter. She was like, oh, yeah, my daughter. She was telling, she didn't have a personal story, but her daughter had a story. And she shared with me the story. And I said, oh, my God, I wish I was your daughter. I wish I was her. Because her daughter confronted her bully. Her daughter was tired and went to school. And when the bully came after her and she turned around was like, what? What are you going to do to me? What? Hit me. Go ahead. I mean, she literally just went into her and it stopped it. And when she told me that, I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had been her. I wanted to be her. So they heard two different stories and then they find themselves. And it draws people in because every single story that I've told you, I've drawn you in. I've looked at your facial expression. You leaned in because you're like, oh, my God, this is. I want to hear this. And that's what God is like. You're a natural storyteller. People want to hear your stories and they find themselves in the story and they love it and then they've been sharing they found somebody who needed to hear it and that is another thing that I love like they will share it with somebody oh my god i know right. somebody who's been through that she needs to hear your story and then they share it
0: you know what you should do what should i do put put out a, a poll or cuz i'm sure you're on you know you have the the page on facebook instagram and all that yeah but ask your listeners how many of them have you actually helped from hearing your story?
1: What's amazing is I tell people my emails; they'll email me, or okay. on Facebook. I had a parent, uh, a couple of parents on Facebook. They was like, "I remember that! Oh my god, I remember! Oh, I heard that story, and you did such and such and such. Oh yeah, that was such an inspiration to me." Yeah, so but I the thing do. The thing
0: is, I mean. <sighs> Everything you've been through with your your story alone, but then also being an educator you and a freelancer even though you're the freelancing you're doing is bookkeeping you're a speaker mm-hmm. I could see you starting your own support group in all honesty and helping other people and the podcast does that. But if people just some people aren't comfortable, well, you know, some people aren't comfortable talking to a group of
1: people, but they'll talk to somebody one on one. But see, this is what I do, though. I also I teach classes. I teach people how to tell stories for their business, how to write their story and how to tell their story. I also speak, you know, I usually if I'm asked to come and speak somewhere, it's always started with a story. And I always figure out what the group is or what's going on. Right. And I'm like, okay, this will be the perfect story. After I finish, I ask, how many people found themselves in that story? People raised oh, their wow. hand. How many people have a story that's similar? Boom. Let's talk about it. And then we just start a conversation and we start talking about it. And everybody is learning from from other people, because sometimes you may not find yourself in my particular story, but when someone else shares their story, you'll find yourself there. And then the question becomes, oh my God, how did you handle that? What did you do? Especially parents not knowing how to deal with their children and learning, hearing stories about that and how, because I have a great story that's coming out. I just wrote it yesterday because I write out all my stories to decide how much I'm gonna share? Cause y'all don't need to know all my business. So I decide <laughs> how much I'm gonna share in the story, <laughs> and I write it down. I'm like, oh nope, they don't need to know that. So I, you know, or I had to change names because some people really know me and they might know this particular person especially when I'm talking about school, I had to change some names. Right. And this is- a To great- protect the innocent. To protect <laughs> the innocent, right. And this story is going to be so great. It's coming out, um, well, it'll be a, a minute before it comes out, but it's basically talking about one of my friends um, and her parenting style and how she dealt with her two children. And I loved her parenting style. And I'm like, I can't wait to get this story out because I know parents are going to love the way she handled her kids. She handled her kids almost like a business. And I'll give you just a little snippet of this story. She evicted her son from his room. Don't you love that? Because the law says as a parent, food, shelter, and clothing. He had a house, but he did not have a bedroom. She put a bolted lock on it and she evicted him from his room because he would not clean it and she found all kinds of stuff in there. She kept telling him. She evicted him. He had an eviction notice on his door. She boxed up his clothes. Don't you love it? She boxed up his clothes and put them on the outside of his clothes because he still had to go to school and she was like, this is now your new place and he slept in the hallway. Two weeks. Two weeks. I love it. Don't you love it? I love that. Right? Oh, and I was yeah. like, I love her, and you know, she, he had a pillow. She put a little pallet out in the hallway for him. You know, he had free access, and oh, in the in the eating, because she wanted him to understand when you go out into the real world and you don't take care of people's property, this is what happens to you. They will right. put your butt out, and you won't have anywhere to go. The law is keeping you in this house. But you won't sleep. You can't sleep on my furniture either because when you get put out, you don't have no way. If you got a car, you have to sleep in a car. And that's what she wanted her kids to understand. And that was her parenting style. I'm telling you, when I, this is a great oh, I, I can't wait for
0: this one to come out. <laughs> I can't wait for this one Yes.
1: To come out. Oh, she did some other things too. Contracts. Yes. Yeah, she had contracts with her kids and she explained them to them. Because wow. I'm preparing you for the real world. And they were in middle school; they weren't high schoolers. She started when they were younger to help them to understand this is how the real world works. You—that's own- actually—that's a good idea, because
0: kids don't realize how the real world they works.
1: Don't. He complained about his clothes. Oh my God! It's so I didn't share all these in this particular episode because it right. would have been too long. But he kept complaining about his clothes, and she said, "Well, okay." you complain, but I'll stop buying your clothes and you can just be homeless. You know, the homeless don't have clothes. So the clothes you have on are, are the only clothes that you can wear.
0: Right.
1: None of the clothes that I bought you, you can't wear those. So you had to find the clothes that your grandmama and somebody gave you because you can't wear my clothes because you're complaining about them. And he had very little of those. And she was like, this is what you're going to wear for a while until you wow. appreciate the clothes that I buy you.
0: Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait for that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait for that one. The name of and I can tell you the name of the episode so you can look out for it. It's called Cassandra's Parenting Style.
0: Cassandra?
1: Mm-hmm. Cassandra's Parenting Style.
0: Okay. And, and tell everybody, what the, what is the name of the podcast?
1: Miss V, the Storyteller Podcast. It's on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever. Listen, y'all, if you go to Apple and you listen to an episode, leave a review, y'all, that stuff helps. Apple, yeah, leave a review on Apple. And you can, if you want to look at me, do interviews. You can go to Miss V, the Storyteller on um, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. And you can go and subscribe and you can see me doing an um, doing interview. You can see me cracking up. You can see my personality. You can see my beautiful fluffy face. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> see that's why you see you have a face for video you can do that i can't
1: <laughs> well you know this is the thing about it. if you're so engaging and like you're laughing yeah. and jumping and everything nobody's like at, initially they'll look at you and say oh you know they'll find things but once you start talking and engaging and like i use my hands and and all that they forget all about that they just they're listening they're engaged you know, and what you're saying. So it's not about what you're. It's about what you're saying. One thing you didn't say yet. The website. What's the website? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Miss. <laughs> <okay>. Oh Lord. <laughs> I, it's called is is Miss V the Storyteller. Dot But I will make sure I send it to you the link so you can just click on it and you'll be able to go there.
0: Okay, and I'll make I, sure I have the link. I had to go to I'll,
1: I'll send it to you so you can go and look at. Um, but for you, you can just go on pod match, you know, the, right. the way, and you just click on, um, the website and it'll bring you right there. But, um, I had to go like a whole, cause before I was having so many issues, I was like, and I did this one myself. It's not 100% the way I want it, but at least I have it up and going. And I also want to let your listeners know that I have a book. It is out. It's a, um, a book of, of, a, a ladies It's called a anthology and in the book i i am one of the um story um, i'm one of the authors and i share the actual story of me losing my voice and it's more detail okay. it's more detail and um you can just email me and i'll make sure you get a signed copy or it's it is on um amazon
0: what what's your email address so people can email you that
1: is oh, lord v a l I have four different ones. <laughs> Can you put that in the description too? Because I'll put that in the description too. Oh I'll edit God, that part I out. Believe because I'm giving you. I have four because I do freelance work, so I have two for that. I have two of my own email address, and I don't want to give you the wrong one.
0: I'm so- the same way.
1: And it's terrible, and I have to write it out to <laughs> Look, I'm looking around my house now for a cheat sheet that has it somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. I went completely blank. But I'm, I'm, I'm really real, y'all. I just can't think of it off my If anybody is 40 and above, you understand.
0: <laughs> what Actually, one last question. How long ago was it that you actually started the podcast?
1: Actually, I just had my one-year anniversary. Well, congratulations. Um, um, oh, it's August. July 18th or something. Yes, August. July 18th or something like that. I had my one year anniversary and it is doing well. I'm so thrilled, you know, and that's why I'm going on podcasts now, you know, to really get it out there because I really want people to hear those stories because it's going to help you. It really will help Mm -hmm. you. When you hear and you connect with somebody who's gone through something that you've gone through, it encourages you to know, especially for people who've lost their voice. Like I said, I am using this mouth right now. I am talking. That little girl is gone and the cusser outer, I try to keep her down. I keep her low, you know. Right. Keep her kind of, you know. People (laughs) say they got multiple personalities. The cusser outer, I try to keep her at bay. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, Miss V, do you have anything to add before we wrap it up?
1: I do. For any person who's out there who has lost their voice and you hear this, I want you to know, I want you to get your voice back. And one of the things that tools that I use to help me is I tell myself self affirmations. Not anybody else is my own. I tell myself on a daily, girl, you are fabulous. You are beautiful. What you have to say is important. If it's not important to anybody else, it's important to you. So say it. If they don't want to hear it, they have a right to walk away. Just like when you don't want to hear something, you walk away. They have a right. But there are thousands of other people that want to hear what you have to say. So say it. And stop worrying about other people. Let them live their life. You live your life with joy and speak up.
0: I love it. Miss V, thank you so much. And speaking of anniversaries, if you would like to come back in another year, <laughs> we'll celebrate the one year anniversary <laughs> of this. The door is open because I know there's still a lot that we haven't oh my covered. God, it and is so much- even on just I mean different subjects. I could sit there and talk to you all day about it. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much. Oh, you God bless perfect. you. I love what you're doing and continued success with everything you're doing thanks so much oh
1: thank you again it it has been a pure joy being here i needed to laugh as you know how my morning went so i really needed to laugh so yeah this is beautiful thank you guys
0: laughter they say laughter is the best medicine but i want to add something to that i think laughter and prayer are the best medicines
1: and a glass of wine (laughs) at the end of the day That can't hurt. (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) Wow. What a lovely young lady. I, yeah, I meet all kinds of people on this podcast and to meet her and talk to her was a true pleasure. If you get a chance, make sure you check out her podcast. I'll have the links in the show notes for her podcast, her website, and all her social media. But Miss V, The storyteller is definitely, she just lifts you up. Just talking to her, even before we started recording the podcast and afterwards, talking to her, is it's a treat. I can't wait to have her on again. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you would like to recommend somebody for me to get on the podcast, or if there's a topic you want me to talk about, just go to conversationswithrichbennett.com. Click the Be a Guest link and fill out the form, and I'll get in contact with you, and we'll get everything set up. And while you're there, please subscribe to the podcast as well as the newsletter. And check out all my sponsors and, of course, my co-hosts. Please show your support for all of them as well. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett. Stay safe, and thank you for joining the conversation.